Welcome back to Officially Unofficial. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American, Johnny Junson. We're here with a special guest. He's a former first-round draft pick. We've been grinding to get this dude on the podcast, and he's St. Louis Cardinals relief pitcher, Rob Kaminsky. What's up, big dog? How you doing, brother? Good, man. Good to finally get on. The schedule's worked out. Yeah, the schedule's finally worked out, and obviously, I respect you. This is why I know you're a guy that puts his balls to the grindstone. You're in the season. I asked you to come on. You're like, wait till the after the season. So, I mean, it's just that's what I'm talking about. You're just an electric dude. But let's go into you getting drafted first round, like I said earlier. How nasty was that? Like, be honest. Like, were you, were you, did you feel like a big dog on campus getting drafted in the first round? Because it's a cool thing. I'll be honest. And I, it was dope. I mean, it was, uh, shit, that was, we're allowed to curse on this podcast, right? Yeah, you're allowed to serve whatever the fuck you want, man. Yeah, fuck there shit. you go. It's my kind of podcast. <laughs> no, no, I was drafted in 2013, so I can't even. I mean, that's seven, that's eight years ago. Holy shit! But I, it was a good experience. Good for my family. Good for all of us. And uh, it's worked out since. So I, I got no complaints. There. I mean, so when you do get drafted, though, were you kind of a guy that was expecting to go in the first round, or did that first round draft selection kind of? Uh, kind of just catch you off guard were you on like the brink of second round first round or was it just like first round or nothing yeah it was uh back then they had all these like weird rules i don't think they have them anymore about like agents and advisors like you didn't have an agent but you had an advisor it's like yeah semantics i don't really know the point of it to be honest with you but i kind of got a text like two picks before saying hey like you know how's st louis sound i'm like it's dope like let's let's do it i didn't know much about the cardinals just you know, growing up in New York, in New York, I grew up right over the bridge in Jersey, but yeah. growing up a Yankees fan, like, you were, I mean, I knew Pujols, obviously, like, like things like that. And I didn't know much about St. Louis, but it, it all worked out. So I'm uh, fortunate. So do you hate the Mets more now than when you were a kid? Because obviously you're with the Cardinals. I don't know if there's well, no, that much of Let me catch you there. I'm a free agent now. Oh, you're a free agent now? Yeah. So I'm hoping to sign somewhat soon. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Okay. So, it- so you're a free agent. Can you actually kind of just can we get the news here when you make it? Like I'll I'll be I want to be the first to break the news. Like when you get it, let we can, me we just can try. To, I hope there's good news. Yeah, we we can try to work something out. Well, and I, I did this for my guy Taylor Guerrero. He's obviously a free agent as well. I don't know if you know who TG is, but I made a website signtaylorguerrero.com, and I'm willing to kind of do that for you here. Cybrawsignrawkovitsky.com. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you know in a few weeks. If the season starts and I don't have a job, then I'll take you up on that. Okay. So let's go into the offseason then. I mean, obviously, my my bad for saying you were on the Cardinals, whatever. I mean, like I said, I don't, oh, I'm, not, I'm not a research guy. I'm not a research guy. I see you in a Cardinals jersey. I'm like, I need this loud on the podcast. He's he's big time. What's this offseason been like, man? I've has, have teams been reaching out to you. Don't have to say specifically what teams, but. Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's kind of what everybody does. But I'm just being ready for, you know, pitchers and catchers and almost – you know, two and a half weeks, I think February 15th or 17th. So I'm just going to be ready for that. And hopefully, hopefully the team calls before that and we, we get the, uh, get the ball rolling, but you know how it is. The market's pretty damn slow right now. And, yeah. You, know, you got guys like Brad Hand who are superstars just, you know, signing just now, which is kind of nuts this late in the season, but hopefully there's a trickle down effect and uh, everything works out for, for everybody. Really there's a lot of free agents right now. Well, I want to, I want to tell you, I don't know if you, I, I, like, like I said, I don't know if you follow the podcast that much, but speaking about signing last week, actually humble brag for myself, breaking the internet. I actually pissed my pants because I said, George Springer would, if he signed with the blue Jays, I'll go on Instagram live and piss myself. Did you happen to see that? 
Uh, I'm assuming I, I, you did. I, I did not, but I can't okay. imagine I'm going to go out of my way to see that. <laughs> well, anyways, besides the fact, don't count about, on that. I'll skip that episode, bro. <laughs> what about Toronto? I mean, is that something? Well, have you thought about it a little bit close to home? I mean, you got uh, the whole yeah. country. I just want to get back to the, the damn big leagues, man. There's nothing like it. So I'll, I'll play in whether it's here, overseas, who knows? But okay, I respect that. You're just the guy that's going to anytime, any place, anywhere. That that that's yeah, the slogan. Yeah. I'll tell them I need two days. Just get me on a plane. I'll be ready. I'll throw a live BP the fucking day I get there. Well, I mean, let me just go into it. I mean, last year you had a one nine three ERA. If a team's not looking at that and saying, "All right, let me just put this guy on the way. Let, let me just sign this guy real quick." So last year, man, you had a pretty good year. Obviously, I'm not GM, man. I, I, you know what? I might be someday. Someday I might just figure great. out be a GM. You better call all your guests up. You have if I made a team with the guests we've had on the show, I think they'd be top ten in the league. How, like just just a, a bunch of wagons. We'd have you in the bullpen, or That's actually, it, we I'm, might we might get you starting. I, I used to start. I started till I was t- till I was twenty. Till I was about twenty. I started at twenty one, so it's only been three three four years. So I'm ready okay. to rock, man. I'll, we can we can, I can work. start we can. right now. The Jays need starting pitchers, so sign robkaminski.com. We might have to figure that in. But they're having a good offseason, though, man. They're having a great offseason, but you're fun to watch. You only pitched four innings last year, had a 193, which is pretty good. I mean, obviously, a small sample size, but I just want to go into last year. How weird was that for you? Because obviously, that was your first sniff of Major League Baseball, and you're pitching in front of no fans. Was that just bananas for you? Because obviously, when you grow up, you kind of picture it as if you're going to be pitching in a packed stadium with your family and your friends there and you make that debut and there's literally just, it's dressed like a seat night at Bush yeah, stadium or whatever. It's, it's crickets, man. You know what, you know what prepared us for this though? The, you ever hear of the Florida state league? Yeah. The FSL. I love the FSL. They got, they, they got negative fans there, dude. <laughs> I mean, you can hear the outfield or fart. That's what they say about that league. I'm telling you, you it's, it's, it, I actually personally love that league. It's a hitters. I mean, it's a pitcher's league. So if you can't pitch there, you're, you're, you're struggling. Oh, but it so was I, uh, you, you you should sign and pitch in the Florida State League. <laughs> I heard the ball I'm doesn't travel there at all, dude. Like it, like nah, nothing. It was. I mean, it's heaven as a pitcher. I mean, you see you guys with some good stat lines, especially maybe in the ground ball guys. Like the few fly balls you give up are usually home runs. But yeah. there, it's like there's no home runs. It's wild. It is weird though that there's specific leagues that pitchers want to pitch in, but what's a league in the minors or like a stadium or a state to play in where it's like I don't want to pitch here? Like this is a launch pad. Oh man, that's that's the easiest thing of all time. Well, one in the big leagues, it was I only pitched in a few. I pitched in four stadiums, I think. But you don't want to pitch in uh, Brewers Park, Miller Park. I don't know if they changed the name. Yeah, Miller. I think it's Miller. You don't want to pitch there. Guys, guys hit that. I had a terrible outing there. <laughs> But, and the ball flies. Like I guess, I guess because it's indoors. Like it was closed that night. Yeah. Ball. I mean, I mean, and they're just a good team. But you don't want to have a bad night there. That's for sure. It just gets worse. But uh, it, it looks bad. Up, like a 15 spot against us. Really? That was rough. Like, the worst minor league is not even close. Is Reading, Pennsylvania. Oh, well, the Phillies. Phillies. Phillies minor. Did you get rocked up there a couple like, times? No, I, I actually pitched decent there. Believe it or not. This is this was 2016. Shit, I was in double A for like three years. Yeah, but I, I did. I did pretty well. But you saw, you always had them circled on the schedule because they had a good ass lineup in 2016. They had Hoskins, uh, Dylan Cousins, bunch of JP Crawford. Okay, like they had a stack lineup. It's like, like you just pray you're pitching against them at home because <laughs> Reading, dude, Reading is like, it's it's awful. It's like a little league field. It's a cool like historic field and all that. But it's yeah, like, locker rooms like. It's just not – it's not meant for double-A baseball. 
what is and we always have this and obviously i'm i'm almost i'm assuming that you're gonna say this town that i'm thinking of but i'll let you answer what was one of the worst towns you visited or one of like the worst stadiums you visited where it's like i can't believe i'm here because i'll I'll, okay you know what i'm not even i'm not gonna give you the hint i'll just say it don't give me the hint i don't know if i played in that league okay is it the is it the uh rookie ball league no, I, I don't know if it's rookie ball. I just know the the state and the the town that it's in. But we'll do, you can give us a guess. Where, where what's the worst one you've played in? I mean, the worst at the time was probably Iowa, Clinton, Iowa. That's that that's the one. <laughs> that's Clinton the one. was like, if I remember, this was in 2014. I was this is my first taste of pro baseball. Really, I was in the GCL for like 10 innings the year prior, 20 innings. Yeah. First full season, it was in Peoria, Illinois, which is a nice ass stadium for low A Cardinals. Yeah, and on the road we went to like. Burlington, Iowa. We went to Clinton. Was Clinton was rough? Was it wasn't the locker was, room for you? Was it the locker room that was rough for yeah, you? All I care about is like just have like some sort of space, you know. Like <laughs> you can't have forty guys in a room meant for third. Let yeah. alone we're all showering together. Like we're all we're all in there at the same time. We eat there. We shower there. Like we do everything there. And most guys get to the field around one one thirty, and it's like. I'm going to be here for the next fucking 10 hours. <laughs> like, you don't need anything. You don't need big league locker rooms. Like, in, it's low A. Like, I yeah. get it. But, it's like, I mean, come on, man. Like, I think I bullied. Beings, bro. I think I bullied. I don't know if it's Clinton or if it's uh, Beloit. I think it was Beloit. Beloit. That, that's the Beloit one that gets roasted. It, Beloit and Clinton, Clinton on this podcast get absolutely Beloit torched. And I say this every episode. Tough. What was Beloit like for you, man? Because you were there a little bit earlier than some of our guests. So I I'm was a- there in 20... Shit, you're dating me. I was there in 2014. I, I believe I pitched there. That's is Beloit. That's Wisconsin, right? Yeah, Beloit, Wisconsin. Yeah, Beloit, Wisconsin. I'm trying to... Where are you from? Boston? You got Boston accent. No, I'm from Toronto. As you can see with the Blue Jays in the back, I'm from Toronto. Okay. Where? So we're international, bro. We're this international. international. You, yeah. We got some good Wi-Fi, huh? Yeah, we got some great Holy Wi-Fi. Shit. We got yeah, some I great Wi-Fi. A microphone like that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Beloit. I get them and Clinton mixed up. What team was in? What team was Beloit? Were they the A's. It's the A's one. Yeah. It's the, yeah, that's no, the A's. You, you, you couldn't go right going either. Like the the staff and everything was cool. Like they they tried, but just the stadium and the the locker room. I remember. There's one in the Florida State that was really bad, but most of those were like big league, you know, spring training. Yeah. I want to say, I think it was Daytona. That was like a cool ass stadium, the Reds, because they're like weirdly in the floor. They were at least in the Florida State League, mm-hmm. which was strange because they didn't have a Florida spring training. Dude. So they used Daytona and the locker room was like from the 1800s. Like it was just like, it's tough. <laughs> Dude, we had a funny story about that actually, like uh, in Beloit. Um, one of our guests told us a story of a guy who had his bachelor party at a Beloit was a Beloit game, like a minor league game, and he got so drunk that he the guys in the bullpen convinced them to climb the foul pole in the middle of the game. So the guy climbed the foul pole in the middle of the game and was just sitting up there and got a video. We posted it on our channel. It's an electric video. Like this guy's on the foul pole. He's slurring his words and he's saying. Is it this is in Beloit. He's on the foul pole. There's no security. Like, he's just recording. He, apparently, he was up there for, like, half an inning. Like, just on the foul pole. It was one of the most athletic things I've ever seen. I'll say that. That's pretty legit. It is pretty legit. What, what about okay. you? Do you have any? I'll check that video out, not the piston one, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you. Dude, what about you, though, man? I mean, do you have, like, 
do you have any funny minor league stories like that where it's like this is bananas? Because you got to play in the minor leagues where it was still, you know, the minor leagues where guys could still get after it. And like there was not really much. You played in 2015, right? So there wasn't really like Fortnite around then, right? And stuff was there. So it was no, no, it was uh, what was that game? The game you play on your phone, the uh, like you build walls and shit. Oh, cl- clan, clash of clans. Clash of clans. Right? Clash yeah. Of clans. yeah. Guys love that shit. Guys would spend their whole damn paycheck. It was like <laughs> they made like eighty dollars a week. It was embar- <laughs> it was nuts. I think they still do make pretty shit money, but yeah. But yeah, guys would just unload their paycheck on that clash of clans. What would you like? What, what would you say? Because we always we try to get funny minor league story of the week. Luplo actually couldn't come up with one because I put him on the spot. What would yeah, you, you put say? Me on the spot too, bro. You don't have any fun or funny minor league story about like a fan or just anything like that or like a bus ride, none of that shit. I mean, everyone's got the the bus ride ones are just they're, they're so they're not even unique, you know. It's yeah, yeah, they're they're out, they're out, they're out done. They're out done. Everyone's need... had the bus. They, they they don't have they don't have air conditioning. It's like a thousand degrees. Yeah, everyone's we've got had one those. Of those. We've had those, those a couple those, times. Those are boring. I'll try to think of something by the end of the show. Okay, I will. No, we'll get I'll get a... We'll get a pop in here, but I, the thing, the thing that's unique about you that I find interesting is you're from kind of the part, the part of like the same in North America, like where I'm from, where it's cold and there's snow majority of the year. And you're very unique because you went in the first round out being a New York guy. Right. And that's rare. That's very, very rare. So what was that like for you to come from an area where you're barely playing baseball for four or five months a year, you're, you're on the field to go first round. Does that kind of show how much talent you had? Did that show you how much talent you had compared to these guys that were playing 12 months around the year? Yeah, I know. I mean, things have definitely changed in the few years since I've been well, a few years down. Holy shit. Now I'm 26 trapped at 18. So eight years. I mean, a lot's changed with perfect game and stuff, but we had that. I'm not that old. We had like perfect games. So I would go down South and play. And that's what helped me a bunch. I played on a good travel team growing up to tri-state arsenal. So without them, I don't know where I'd be to be honest with you, but, uh, I mean, listen, if you're good, they find you. So I don't yeah. want to hear no bullshit. You know, uh, if, if I was in the South, if I was in Georgia, it's like, no, nah, you compete with the big dogs in the summer. It's not all about no, – no scouts are going to your high school games and randomly finding a, you know, a, a draft prospect. They see you on perfect game. They see you on whatever. You get the team USA. You do all that stuff. So there, there's opportunities. I think the biggest hurdle nowadays is probably just the expense of it all. Yeah. It's completely unfair for, for the, you know, kids that were – we're not as fortunate as I was. I was lucky as shit. And I think people don't realize that. Like, I was very lucky. I grew up, like, I grew up very fortunate to have the, you know, to be able to go to a summer tournament that was what X amount of dollars. Yeah. Kids don't have that. So it hurts the game in the long run. And it's completely unfair to the, you know, the kid. And when you say Tri-State Arsenal, I get PTSD because I think I played Tri-State Arsenal in Cooperstown on one of the best teams ever in Cooperstown history. We went 0-8 with a minus 48 run differential. We came in 99th place out of 102 teams. Humble brag for that. And I think I were the three teams behind you. I think I faced the Tri-State Arsenal and I think they beat us like 18-0. I'm almost positive that that was the team that was that they were beating us so bad that they were switch hitting. So I just that, I, I believe it. they were dogs, man. I didn't go to I didn't play in uh, I didn't play like travel ball like that till I was like 13, 14. So I didn't go to Cooperstown with them. Yeah. I've been to Cooperstown. That's fun as shit. It is as a it's kid. Electric. I was like, I mean, that it's was electric. amazing. But yeah, Tri State Arsenal was no joke. That's the team Trout was on. Like he was older, obviously. But yeah, I don't know how old you are, but that's the team Trout was on. 
No, I'm 23, so I'm a young buck. Like I, I I'm, oh, a, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a young buck here. So, got you. I mean, you're three years older than me, so it's like it's not that much of a difference. And you're in your prime, so I'm gonna look up maybe some scientific facts as to why you're better at 26 than when you were when you got drafted at 18. And it, like I said, when you give me the go-ahead to make the, the sign robkaminski.com, I'll do it. I'm just thinking about things right now. But, dude, it's it's actually crazy thinking about this because you make your debut last year and you're a free agent this year. When you, How hard is it to be a free agent and not kind of know where you're going, going into next year? Because it, it must suck, dude. Yeah, no, there's, there's some uh... – it's not too stressful yet, but you give me one pitcher's and catcher's report, I don't have a job. It'd be a little stressed, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, and not to sound cliche, you just got to stay ready, be ready. And you know, like I said, you got to give me one day's notice, and I'll be on a plane. I'll throw a live BP when I land, and I can get guys out. As long as you know that you can get guys out, it's pretty soothing. And you, you give it your all, and you work your ass off, and there's no regrets. So hopefully, one team figures it out, and uh, like I said, we get the ball rolling. Who was your first out of your major league career? And I said, and I'm assuming, did I have a Canadian accent when I said out? Is that like a little bit Canadian right Dude, there? Yeah, you what? sound like the barstool guy. Anyone <laughs> ever tell you that? You sound like uh, Portnoy. I sound like Dave Portnoy. That's maybe yeah. what I might have to clip that. He's That's one of the big Boston guy, I think. He's a Boston guy. That's one of the biggest honors I maybe have ever gotten on this show. So I actually appreciate Dude, you that. You sound like his damn fucking twin. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, let's go to like, I don't Dude, even what First a- out, I'll get you first out. White Sox. I think it was. Uh, wow, it's pretty sad. First strikeout was Eloy Jimenez. Oh, humble. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's a little. It's a little taste for you. <laughs> I can't think. That's of, incredible. I think Abreu. No, Edwin Encarnacion. I think. Or no, Abreu. Jose I Abreu. Yeah, I, I I got called up. Didn't pitch the first day, and then the next day I think we had a double header. And it was like we were losing by a pretty decent amount. We had four new guys in the pens. So like we all knew we were gonna get like we were gonna yeah. get the pitch. Like this is gonna be sick. So I get I get loose. Like oh, come in, get hot. I'm like all right. I'm like hell yeah, let's do this. I'm like who's coming up? He goes, uh, Abreu, Abreu, <laughs> Abreu, Jimenez, Edwin Encarnacion. I'm like, oh, like holy shit. shit. Like, let's, let's rock. Like, this is sick. No <laughs> more can you ask for. Like, yeah. That's a, that's a cool ass debut. You know, he yeah. plays Mr. He's got like 500 home runs. It's nuts. Yeah, he's a legend. He's a legend. Grew up. I really grew up watching the guy. Are yeah. You kidding? A legend doesn't even do him service. Jose Abreu, freaking MVP cat. It's just like holy shit. And you were like holy shit. So you were playing dogs pretty much. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't like blowout worthy. Like we're like guys like we're taken out of the game. Yeah. So it was like it was dope. Like. They got to face guys like that, like in spring training, but like, this is different, bro. Dude, I know this is like, this is the limelight when the lights are on. Like, I mean, yeah. and Jose Abreu, I got to ask you this because you obviously stood 60 feet away from him. He packs the biggest dips I've ever seen in my life. He maybe might be the goat. He's the goat for the, for, I always do this hashtag when I see guys on a game I'm watching with a dip in, I do hashtag hammer from hell. He's one of the, he's one of the guys that just always has an absolute ham bone on his lower lip when you're on the mound yeah, you kinda I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't notice that he's freaking he's a big dude though I, yeah. I met him at a we have a mutual friend out in arizona there's a sushi place that, like everybody goes to yeah and i ran into him there and let me tell you he was the nicest freaking guy like just so we, just like such, such a humble nice ass guy and i'm like oh this is cool i get to face you my first day big okay so how, who's a couple like who's a guy that you would so who's your like 
day one guy that you want to face in the major leagues right now that you kind of grew up watching, idolizing, all that kind of stuff that you'd be honored to play against? Because you're New York. I'm assuming it'd be Derek Jeter, but he's not in the league, so we need a different answer here. Well, no. When you say I'm a New Yorker, I grew up a mile from New York. I'm from New Jersey. Oh, you're, you're I New Jersey, New yeah. York, but I was, yeah, I okay. was raised. I mean, I'm a New Jersey cat. So, but uh, grew up a diehard Yankees fan. Who would I want to face? Like, I mean, Trout, just being from Jersey. I mean, yeah. He's, and he's probably the best player of all time. Let's be serious. Oh, I don't even sure. know if it's I don't even know if it's probably anymore. Yeah, he's once in a lifetime general talent. So, I mean, it would be cool to face him. I don't know how it will go, but <laughs> ground ball. Yeah, I mean, we'll say ground ball yeah, to second base. Just pray for a hard ground at the short. We all win, right? <laughs> yeah, but Dude, it, would be fun. it would be cool as hell to face him. Just being from Jersey, and you know, that's someone you. I mean, I remember hearing about him in high school. Just how he's. A, superstar and i've heard nothing but nice things so yeah he seems like he's a good dude man he seems like he's a really good dude he's, a, he's also a easy big like he's easy to root for and this is another thing i got a bone to pick with you because i i'm assuming i'm just gonna, uh, this is me making an assumption because i saw the instagram picture are you a jets fan we need to get the answer out of you um i'm a fantasy football guy okay so um, you know you, I mean, you, know, you like your guys yeah i mean i i want them to get watson let's put it that way Okay, so you want you want Deshaun? Thrilled, yeah, I love Deshaun. I think he's it's him and Mahomes. Oh man, huge Watson guy. Okay, so so you're you're a big Deshaun Watson guy. What what do you think the odds of him going to the Jets are? I think they're very low. I don't think I don't think they could pony up the trade the trade to get Deshaun Watson. I read somewhere they're 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 fit for a good trade for him. It's just a matter if they pull the trigger. But okay, I mean, he's going to cost you how many first rounders? And I don't know what you do with Darnold. I think Darnold's good too. He's just. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, tough, tough I, I just think Jets, Adam Gase. I think it's Adam Gase to be honest. Adam yeah, Gase is he, just he seems to, he seems to be the uh, the common denominator of, of unsuccessful teams there. <laughs> he is, and he I, is. I've heard some pretty negative things about him. So I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and defend him, but I'm happy we got we got wish the best for him. One of those, but like he's not. Jets. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense though. But uh, the, another thing here that's kind of cool about you, you you used to play. You you were you got traded. Where were you when you found out you were getting traded and what was running through your head? Yeah, no, it was, uh, well, the areas didn't even, the areas didn't matter. I wasn't in the big league. Yeah, I was yeah. in high A. But I, I mean, I got, I, I mean, I was 20 at the time, my second full season. I was having a good ass year in high A. I was having a good year, but like I said, high A is like, if you can't pitch there, it's, you better, you better start picking up a bat or something. Cause, <laughs> I mean that's the if you that's the greatest league on earth for a pitcher. Yeah. But uh, and the hitters will say the opposite, which is great. But no, I was traded in uh, July. I think Matt Holiday tore up his knee or his quad or something in the big leagues, and like you, you hear rumblings all you know whatever. And I think that night everyone was like, oh my god, he's like, is Reyes going to get traded or whoever? Because like they have all those prospects lists or whatever. And then I ended up getting a call at like 11:30 on the bus midnight maybe. And it was the, you know, the Cardinals front office guy. And he goes, hey, you know, you've been traded, like, pack your shit pretty much. You, you, you're uh, you're meeting the Indians high A team on the road tomorrow. Like, they'll be, they'll, their GM will be, you know, calling you tonight. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn, that's that's pretty fucked. Like, that happened quick, man. Like, this is my second year here. I'm having a yeah. good-ass year. Yeah. I'm like, who was traded with me? He says, no one. It was one for one. I'm like, who's coming back? Like, can you tell me that? He goes, Brandon Moss, who was – you know, the outfielder at first base. And then the kid sitting in front of me, believe it or not, was Luke Voigt in high A. Yeah. So was, I'm like, Voigt, dude, I just got traded. 
I'm like, what the? F-? I thought it was like a prank. And then the manager from the front of the bus came out and said, like, hey, like, Minsky just got traded. Like, pack your stuff. Like, thanks for everything, blah, blah. And how, then that's how the cookie grumbles, man. How cutthroat was that, though? Because obviously you're their first-round pick. They invest a pretty good amount of chunk of change in you. Then they're just like pretty much fuck off. Like, they literally just, I mean, in two years you carved, and they're like, that's it. Like, we need an outfielder. And we're going to send Kaminsky the other way. So what was that like? I mean, was it, did you feel like it was kind of cutthroat, like, fuck this? Or was it just like, obviously, yeah, I understand. Listen, I, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty pissed off at first. Like, I was yeah. just getting settled in. Like, I was just making friends, like, getting comfortable, like, you know, being myself, speaking up a little bit, like, being a leader. And then, hey, you're being traded. So I was like, oh, I got to start brand new. I didn't really know. I knew uh, Clint was on that team, Frazier. So I knew him a little bit from, like, high school baseball and stuff. Mm-hmm travel ball or whatever yeah so i texted him i was hey, like i'm meeting you tomorrow like i have none of my shit because we were on the road in florida state league and then yeah. the high indians who i was meeting him was on the road too so i was like oh god jesus this, christ this blows but i mean it was the best thing that happened to me to be honest cleveland was such an awesome experience such a good organization and i was lucky to come back to st louis Dude, it's a it's crazy how that like worked out because you 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 obviously get drafted and then you get traded and you go right back to the team that drafted you. When they signed you and they re-signed you, what what did they say to you? They're like, "Listen, man, let's run it back." Like, did they send you the you yeah, up yeah, text? Dude, dude. I mean, I, <laughs> you want to laugh? Like, they hit me up at midnight when they were legally allowed to to text or whatever, yeah. and they were asking me like, "Hey, like, do you still have the same agent?" All this stuff, and then I talked to him probably a week later. They talked to my agent. They worked out a deal. It was a minor league deal with an invite to camp. I said, that's cool with me. Just pretty much give me a damn tryout in spring training. Like, I could make the big leagues. And then little did I know, debuted a couple months later. That's bananas, man. That's, I mean, it, it's cool. Yeah, no, the Cardinals are good, man. I love, I love how you could just kind of have that kind of sense of cockiness or just, obviously, it's you just having a chip on your shoulder of you being like, man, just give me two days notice. I'll make this big league club. I mean, is that something that you yeah, kind of. I, I know I'm not one of those, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's going to you know, get attention and get my phone's not going to be ringing off the hook. You know, I'm like, yeah, I got five innings in the big leagues. I'm not in their eyes. I'm not important whatsoever. I get that. It's a strange year too. Like no one knows what's going to happen with the minor leagues. No one knows if there's going to be alternate sites. Like, so I don't, I don't, I don't blame teams by any stretch, but I'm not in a position where I could say, hey, like, give me a week's notice. Like you tell me to be in Arizona tomorrow. I'm on the damn plane. That, uh, that's and it. I mean, and I'll be ready to rock. Where are you right now? Like, are you in Arizona right now? Like, where are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Jersey. New Jersey or I Jersey? Stay Jer- I stay in Jersey. Yeah, I got a good throwing schedule. Face hitters this upcoming Monday. Okay, I can get you and a couple I'm, guys. Uh, I can get you a couple no, guys. I, I, put on, I put it on Instagram last night. It got, it got a good amount of traction. So I had to. Oh, because like, I, 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 I was going to say. A lot of men's leagues guys hit me up. I say, hey, guys, like, it's not going <laughs> to work. But I got, I got a couple, got a couple pro guys coming down, but. Like I said, man, stuff, I don't want 30 guys there, obviously. Yeah, I respect that. But like I said, man, you need Drew Lugbauer, Kevin Smith, all my guys down there. I mean, I actually know Kevin Smith is actually in uh, Nashville right now. But like I said, we got a couple guys in New York that are New Jersey also that will just give you a couple former guests. We'll call it the official unofficial championship. Just let, let me hey, see you, you get sponsored. There you yeah, go. Well, yeah, there it is. I'll, I'll commentate it. If they open the border up and figure out a way <laughs> to get me down there. I'll, I'll do it. But, dude, it is. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It's like th- you made your debut this year 
And obviously, like how how okay, how fired up were you when you made your debut? And you're kind of just like, man, I'm in the big leagues. Like I'm throwing the fucking Yachty or Molina. Like I, I, I got dogs all around me. Like this is electric. That, that was awesome. Just having him in the clubhouse, like him, Wayno. Like you're playing with living legends. Yeah. Like Wayno, like Yachty. Are you kidding me? Like I'm on the same damn team as Yachty or Molina and Adam Wainwright. And let me tell you, they literally could not have been nicer to everyone. Just the most genuine cats you'll ever see. Really? Just such good, down-to-earth, just fucking sweethearts. Just, like, good people. Genuinely care about me, the last guy, who just got called up and didn't really know many people. Yeah. And he treats – Wayno treats me the same way he treats Yachty. Just, like, good – just just class. What was your first interaction? About. What was your first interaction I, with Wayno? I knew them a little bit when I was, like, you know, the young buck when I was 18, 19, like, go over there and, like, they'd introduce themselves to all this stuff. And believe it or not, five years later, whatever it was, they remembered me. <clears throat> so I was like, wow, these guys are just, they meet thousands of people. I mean, these are two damn legends. <laughs> yeah. And like, they were just such, like, that's the kind of guys you emulate on and off the field. Just, like I said, genuine, caring, just good, good people. Dude, it's he, Yadier Molina. Like, obviously, I didn't really watch that many Cardinals games growing up, but you can kind of just look back on his stats and nine gold gloves. And it just, you got to say, this guy's like a, a certified dog. I mean, what's it like just, I mean, I don't know if you got the, you obviously got the chance to throw to him, I'm assuming, right? Like, and all that stuff. What's yeah. it like throwing him? Because you could throw a ball anywhere and it, you could just guarantee it's going to be blocked. It's going to be framed and he's, it's going to look nasty. And it was the right pick. Yeah. I mean, the guy's just, he's a machine, man. He's been doing it forever and he's, he's just, the best way to describe him is just the most consistent player. Like, arguably, of our generation, probably. Yeah. Like, the dude just shows up and he plays. And he's still effing good at 38, whatever it is. Dude, yeah, he is. He, I mean, like I said, the nine gold gloves. And he actually has a little pop at the back. And I think he won, he won a World Series there also with our guy, Edwin Jackson. So he just, he has I it all. He won, I believe they won two. two yeah, they won two. Right? Yeah, they won two. I, I keep forgetting that one. They, they beat the Red Sox and then they beat the. Yeah, uh, they won in. 2011. Yeah, they beat the Red Sox, and then I think they beat the the Ranger. I don't know. I don't remember. Rangers. 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 They Rangers. Beat the Rangers. Rangers. Okay. Yeah, Nelson Cruz in right field. Yes. Yes, I remember Ranger that. Freeze. I remember that. Okay. And and when you're playing for the Cardinals, do you kind of hear these urban legends about Mark McGuire and shit? Because I watched that documentary with him and Sammy Sosa, and this guy, no, they, what he did in St. Louis was fucked. They don't bring up Mark McGuire much, man. Really? They don't talk about him like ever. I mean, I was only there this past year, but I mean, not, there was so much going on with COVID and shit too. Like, yeah, you didn't have much time to go over the, you know, stand the man. Obviously, they bring up like guys like that. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, mean Mark McGuire wasn't brought up much. How many times would you get tested for? Like, would you guys get tested every single day? Like, in the beginning, it was every other day. Yeah. And after we had the outbreak, it was almost every day. What was it like for the outbreak, man? I mean, did you have to just kind of? You guys weren't obviously out. You guys weren't allowed to leave your hotel rooms and shit, but. No, he, I was called up like two days after the outbreak, like the initial outbreak. Holy shit. So I wasn't there in Milwaukee at the hotel. But from what I've heard, I did end up staying in that hotel. It's, it's not like, not the hotel you want to be stuck in for a week. It's nice, <laughs> obviously. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. Some pretty asshole. Like, it's a nice hotel. Yeah. But you don't want to be stuck there. You don't want to stuck any hotel for a week. Dude, that I or whatever mean, it was. Yeah, the hotel for a week, that's like hell. I'm you're not a video game guy, I'm assuming, right? You don't run Fortnite, you don't run COD, none of that shit. 
I, I play a little Fortnite. Okay. I used to. I used to play a bunch. Okay, so now you're just laying low. And actually, humble brag here. I, I, we're just a ton to humble brag here. I believe you just got engaged, right? I did. Yes. There it is. I mean, it, what what's the chance? What's the like the wedding invite chances for me? I mean, like I said, I'm close to New Jersey, seven eight hours. I'll make the drive. <laughs> You might have to officiate it, my man. I'll officiate it. I'll fi- but so you might be the middleman. So there, so yeah. let, I mean so let's I mean let, let's go into it here. So what was the proposal like? What happened here? Give the give the show the romantic yeah, side. Dude, you, shit, you want to? I, I was shit my pants, dude. You were that scared, I mean, eh? Yeah, I mean I wasn't scared of saying uh, her saying no, but it's like, I had to call her dad because like, you can't do this shit in person nowadays because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it's bad and it's bad everywhere. Yeah. Like, we've handled it absolutely terrible as a country obviously yeah you guys are probably laughing at us in canada no we're actually getting pretty bad again man i mean we were uh, actually at one point we were at like 20 cases a day in my province like with like millions and millions of people we had like 20 to 30 cases a day and then they opened up the schools back up and then it just got back to being pretty bad so we're on lockdown again so in the summer it was buzzing like i was golfing the boys were going out like we're having a good time and then next thing you know it's like we're back on lockdown so i mean you had to call her dad how nerve-wracking was that shit i couldn't even imagine yeah no that was the most nerve-wracking and then you gotta call you gotta call the pops and you know get his blessing it's pretty silly like tradition but if i didn't do that my parents would probably beat me (laughs) But I mean, it's like you really got to ask permission, you know. It's kind of strange, yeah. strange, strange dynamic. But it's just one of those things that's always been done that way. But he was awesome. She's got a great family. She's the best. So I love the. I'm, I, in, over my, I'm in over my head for sure. I love the picture. I mean, the the picture is just you have the fridge open. It looks a lot. I mean, it's the most candid picture ever. What? Yeah, did, no, it's good, man. Did someone take that, or was the phone just set up on something? No, 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 no. She had she had it on a uh, timer. Okay. <laughs> We took like two pictures, so I mean, it worked out. When's the so wedding? I, I, I hate pictures and shit. I don't know. We're trying to figure out if COVID ever isn't as bad as it is. And dude, like I said, it is getting. I mean, I, like I don't know if it's like the news stuff, but it looks like it's getting pretty bad in the U.S. Still, I have no idea with all the second strand yeah, and all that it's, stuff. It's, it's, it's nuts. It's just it is bananas. Country as, as a whole is taking it. Yeah, no. Could have been could have been dealt with much better. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not sure, man. I, this is just crazy shit going on here, but. I mean, I wanted to go back into you as like a high schooler. I mean, obviously, get that 1.7 mil. Like I said, don't talk about the other man's money. That's a signing bonus. You get one. You get signed for 1.7 mil as an 18 year old. How crazy was that shit, man? Friends are just going to college, probably joining frats, having a good time, getting after it. And you're a professional athlete. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, like I said, I was very fortunate, you know, coming out of the draft. But uh, yeah, people don't realize like you're a professional athlete, but you ain't treated like one once you sign that paper. You get a check, yeah, it's money's fine. But after that, like, there's no glamour, there's no you know glitz. Like you're in the minor leagues, dude. Like <laughs> the minor leagues is not fun. No, like it's not. Like it take it from me, I've been in the minor leagues parts of seven years. Yeah, there's nothing like it's fun, like being with your buddies and like, you know, you build friendships that last forever. I made a lot of I mean, met awesome people, awesome front offices, coaches, but the minor leagues as a whole, like there's a lid of fun. Like you, you can't go past a certain amount because it's the minor leagues. Yeah. Like the travel blows. The pay blows. It, it, like It's just not ideal for a professional athlete. And I think they've made changes in the last couple of years, obviously. Yeah. 
but something's there's got there's got to be a change. So does it get better as the levels get higher? Like, are you getting better meals and staying in better hotels? Like, so for yeah, instance, yeah, like low way to sure. like triple A. Like in triple A, are you just living the dream? You're just in nice ass hotels. No, like I'll give you an example. Triple A, triple A was cool as hell. Like you would say, I shouldn't say cool as hell. It's much better than anywhere else besides the bigs. Triple A was like. Uh, and it depends on your affiliates. Like our AAA, I was in AAA with Cleveland. Yeah. It was a great affiliate. It's like the owner of the Columbus Clippers, whoever it was, GM, like they would spend money on guys. Like we had good food. We'd sleeper buses for long trips. Like Damn. they treat you, they treat you like a professional athlete. But they also had 10,000 fans every game. So they had the money to spend. Yeah. So it's, it's all, it's all a give and take. But at the end of the day, players got to get paid a little bit better in the minor leagues. And you gotta, but I think they're starting. They're starting to do that. No, I, I don't know, man. I don't think they are, to be honest. Like, well, no, they. I, I believe they're cutting a bunch of teams and making the standards better around, you know, the lower levels. But dude, see, I have a thing with the cutting of the teams, though, because, like I said, if you're like a thirtieth round draft pick, and let's just say you have a, some talent, right? Like, you, you kind of get the short end of the stick because teams are invested more in their high draft picks and they'll kind of give you the boot because you're not one of those big investments. Right. So I think having the more teams actually made sense and just managers and baseball should just grow up and just pay people more. Like you, like there's so much talent out there. That's what I'm trying to say. And it like cutting the teams means a lot of people lose their jobs. And I just think it doesn't really make that much sense. Right. Or I could be wrong on that. Yeah, no, I, I see that side. It also expedites a lot of people's, expedites a lot of people's paths to the big leagues as well. Yeah. So instead of having, you know, a top prospect start in low A and have him there for a full season and high A do a whole ladder like that, you got to start him in double A. He's in the big leagues in six months. That's true. I mean, it's for a longer talk, but it's just a matter of, I wouldn't even call it differing opinions. I feel like the most important thing is guys need, guys need to make more money than they make now in the minor league. We'll cut back to this electric interview in one second. I just want to remind everyone to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. We're trying to send this podcast to the moon, and we can't do it without you. We really appreciate your support. Now, let's cut back to this electric interview. It is. You are right on that because, obviously, we've had a lot of guys that play in the minor leagues, and I'm, and I'm talking to them, and they, 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 they sometimes tell me, like, dude, I, I'm if I didn't live with a billet family, I have no idea how I'd be living in the minor leagues. They get paid so they can barely afford, like, meals. And yeah, no, shit. like I said, I was extremely fortunate. I'm not I'm not here to freaking bitch about my situation, but the minor leagues as a whole needs to change something. Because you can't have guys – you can't have six guys living in a one-bedroom house. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's just, it's, 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 it's nuts that it's still like that. Who's the best, uh, who's the best hitter you've ever played with in the minor leagues? Best hitter? I've played, I, I've been lucky, man. I've played with a lot of good players. I played with Clint Frazier, he's a buddy of mine. Zimmer's really good. We had a good team in 16 and double A. I love Clint Frazier. Zimmer, I, I love, I fucking Clint, love Clint yeah. Frazier, bro. He, yeah, he's, he's a future he's, guest he's of the show. Dog. He's a future guest of the show. We'll figure something out for Clint. I'll see, I'll see if I can help you he's out. He's a legend, bro. I mean, and, and the thing is, I don't know if you remember this, because actually you might have been there. When he got drafted and he was taking BP with the like the big the big club on after signing day, I think everyone on the team did kind of like a ginger uh, ginger yeah, afro. Do you yeah, remember that? I wasn't there, but obviously wasn't there, but yeah. I remember seeing on social media, like Jason Giambi did all that. Yeah, he's a dude, and he like, he's one of those guys that's good for the game of baseball because, one, he has unreal style. And he's just like very tall, like 
he's he's an advocate for just kind of showing your personality and these pregame outfits and all that kind of stuff. What was Clint like when you first met him? Because he kind of seems like he's a little bit more of a reserved dude the first time you talk to him and all that. Yeah, he's uh, I've known Clint for Jesus twenty. I want to say twenty twelve. Played in a few uh, different things together and travel ball, but he's he's probably one of the most misunderstood guys in the game. He's yeah. just he take the shirt off his back for his friends. Like he's a good he's a good he's like a, he's a good dude, and the, the media portrays him. He also puts some stuff on. He makes himself look like an asshole sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be the first to tell him that, but he's a deep down. He's he's a good hearted person. He's he's a good dude. So he, like I said, he's. I'm sure a lot of people have a hard time rooting for him because he's much different than what the media portrays him as and how he portrays himself to the media sometimes isn't the greatest. But like you said, he's good for the game. He's good for – I mean, he's in a good spot. He's he's a borderline superstar coming up. Yeah, that's why I'm – He's easy to root for for me. And like I said, when we get guests on this show, usually they just buzz after they come on this show. It's like a little bump. It's like a little good luck bump on this show. So I I wouldn't be surprised if you got signed next. That's the case. Book me once a week. I I wouldn't be surprised if you got signed after this. But just let let Clint know. I mean, we're we're just looking for here. Like I said, I'll put my differences aside because he's a Yankees guy and I'm a Jays guy. But yeah, like Clint, just just sup. I'll send you the sup text. But that's besides the fact, man. I mean, you play with Clint Frazier and you played with other guys. Who would you say is one guy you've played with that you've kind of been starstruck with? And we talked about Yadier, Yadier Molina. We talked about Wayno. But who's a guy that you like played against or played with that you looked at and you're like, man, this guy, this is bananas. I'm sharing a field with this dude. Um, damn, that's a good question, man. Um. I hate to say it again, but I mean, Yadi at first was like, holy shit, like, <laughs> it's fucking Yadi or Molina. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, that's nuts. That's true. Like, he's one of the last, like, he's an actual legend, bro. Like, Wayno, too. Like, these are le- living legends who still. I put him play in there with Clayton Kershaw. Like, Clayton Kershaw guys where you're seen on yeah, the Yeah, I never got this. I never got, like, he, I grew up loving Kershaw. He's yeah. the guy I knew when I growing up. But it's like, Yachty was like that. Wayno was like that. Goldie, like seeing Goldie, oh. like how he goes about his business. Like, dude, he's a sad. Paul Strongest Goldschmidt. guy I've ever seen. Yeah. And just another super nice guy. Oh, Vado was cool. I faced Vado. Oh, another legend. He's another one that's like just an absolute. He's a Toronto guy. Isn't yeah, he? yeah, he's so, from Etobicoke. Canadian guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, from, he's from Etobicoke. He's close to me, actually. Yeah, no. Dude, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of guys. I mean, I think Canadian baseball is actually starting to buzz. And you see it with the Indians. I mean, Josh Naylor is from – he's from where I'm from, like just down isn't the road. Cal Quantrill, isn't he from Canada? Cal Quantrill's from Canada, man. I mean, uh, we claim Freddie Freeman, but Freddie Freeman obviously is from America. He just plays for Team Canada for baseball. But there's – like I said, baseball's here starting to get a little bit better. And I think there's – you see first-round draft picks all the time coming out of here lately. Josh Naylor, Noah Naylor, well, all why these not, guys. Man? It's just it's – just, it's just, one of those things, like once there's one, there'll be a bunch after that, just to make it, break that glass ceiling, whatever you want to call it. But exactly, it's good for the game, man. Grow the game. You gotta have guys show their personalities, get them into baseball. Exactly, make man. the game, you know, less expensive. And you mentioned growing the game, and I got to bring this up because I'm posting this tomorrow, which is thir- obviously Thursday. Um, uh, how, what would you do to grow the game? Because I saw this, and you can, and there's a lot of things that really piss me off here is with the Hall of Fame ballot. How do you have zero fucking guys get nominated to the Hall of Fame? It doesn't make any sense to me 
No other fucking league does that. And to top it off, you have a guy. And like I said, I respect what he's done with the MLB network and all that. They made a documentary about him filling out a ballot. If you think a kid on Twitter is going to watch that shit and want to be like, damn, baseball's cool. You are, you are possessed. So what would you do to grow the game of baseball? Would it be, I mean, just, I don't even know, like there's so much shit to do, obviously the blackout restrictions, but what would you as players specifically do to grow the game better than yeah, that? That's, that's a pretty puzzling one is the blackout restrictions. That's, that is interesting how they do that. I don't know what algorithms they use to decipher if that's <laughs> going to help the bottom dollar because it doesn't make much sense. I'm sure they do. I mean, they're smarter than me. Yeah. But growing the game, dude, I mean, I would focus it on guys like Clinton, guys like Stroman, guys like Bauer, who like they want the best for the game and themselves and their elite talents. People like that. People yeah. enjoy that. Some guys don't like the limelight. Why, like, focus on the guys that do. And yeah. do a better job on social media. They've done better, I believe, this year. They're starting like, to do a little bit better. Yeah, they are. Social yeah. media, get on TikTok, get on – you fucking name it. Get on every social media possible. Have a whole team doing it. And just get get younger – you need younger fans, man. Like you need you need younger fans. You can't have a, the 85-year-old wanting guys to bunt. And, and back in my day, I used to throw 80. It's like, bro, like, you wouldn't get an out right now. Dude, I would I would fuck up people that played in the 1940s. And I was dog shit. I, I, was, I hit 180 in Juco, and I say this constantly on the podcast. And I always bring this up. If I played in 1940, there would be no Babe Ruth. It'd be Johnny Junes that people would be fucking talking about because they threw 80 poo in the 1940s. They were throwing 80 poo. I mean, it's tough to judge an error, obviously, just because things change. It's like when people compare LeBron and Jordan. It's just a different uh, – You different answer that. Team. You a LeBron or a Jordan guy? I grew up the world's biggest Jordan fan, and yeah. I would take. I love LeBron. I think he's closest thing to a fucking superhero we've ever had. Yeah, the guy's he's, he's. I mean, on the court, off the court, the guy's just he's not. He's unbelievable. And I tweeted this the other day. I said the three the three athletes that'll have graced this earth that we'll never see again: LeBron James, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods. Those are the three guys. And you can. What do you think about that? Because those are three athletes. You gotta put, you gotta put Jordan on there. Jordan was a savage, and I mean, he's. I mean, take basketball aside, just the shoe brand alone will be around the next thousand years. Yeah. True. But, I mean, if you're talking just, I'm a LeBron guy now. I mean, I I love both. Obviously, Jordan was a dog. Yeah. What LeBron does off the off the court, on the court, it's like, dude, the guys. However old is he? 35, 36? 36, I think. Yeah, 36. You got guys like I'm also a big mellow guy. Yeah. Love mellow. Fucking love mellow. Yeah. He couldn't find a job last year. Yeah, true. And he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And you have LeBron James, who's still the best player he in the world. Dropped 46 two days ago. He dropped 46 points he, two days ago. It's insane how good he is. Yeah. And he's just, I don't know. I freaking love LeBron, man. I I'd take a bullet for the guy. How's that? I, yeah, dude, I would take a bullet for every guest that come on this show, and and LeBron <laughs> and Tiger Woods. But dude, it you gotta is. Get LeBron on here, it, dude. Oh my God, LeBron's the goat. But I, the thing, the thing that I actually think about LeBron is when I think about him is, is he just gets the most flack for I think in, out of any athlete ever, bro. I, I, you yeah, imagine if Jordan was around for social media, dude. Oh, oh my God. God, dude, it would be it would be bad. People find a way to hate LeBron even when he's you know giving back his time, his money, his platform, just trying to change the world to make it better. Yeah. Like, so many guys have been famous and just been total assholes. True. He's the actual opposite. Like he's a fucking superhero. Who would you say? You grew up idolizing as an athlete. Paul, you said you said Jordan. We'll we'll take Jordan out of this. 
were you a big hockey guy growing up or what's the deal here? No, nah, my family and I, we never got into hockey, man. Still not into hockey. Damn. We're never, yeah, never, I mean, I'm like a Ranger. I'm a diehard Knicks fan. Okay. Like, I always, like, like the Rangers because they share the stadium. Yeah. I used to have season tickets to the Knicks, like, when I, like three, four years ago. Okay, so you're – When they got Porzingis. So you're a big – I mean, I'm a diehard Knicks fan. So you're a big Stephen A. Smith guy. You like Stephen A. Smith? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's good for entertainment. He's electric. And you have, you have to respect he's him. He's electric. He's yeah, no, I, I respect the shit out of him. He's – He's he's got his he's got his uh, his following and stuff, yeah. but he's he's good with basketball. I'll give him that. He is good. It's tough when he comments on other sports. Yeah, like football. Yeah, no. Nah, football, when he talk- baseball. Like, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, he's a respected guy in the basketball world. It seems. Yeah, no. He's yeah, I'm, I'm a big Knicks fan, man. Big Knicks guy. I mean, and and we talk. Okay, so you love Spike Lee. He's probably the only bigger Knicks fan than me. Okay. Wow. So you're like. You do you have just like a shit ton of jerseys and posters and shit everywhere in your house? I got my RJ Barrett jersey here. He's from he's from where I'm from. RJ Barrett's from where I'm from. So a little yeah, he's he's, yeah. Yeah. So like I said, we we produce athletes down here. Obviously not me, but we produce big time athletes down here in Canada. We're buzzing over. You're the JUCO. You're the JUCO king. Yeah, I'm the JUCO bandit. I was a JUCO bandit, but dude, and we talked about this pre-show, and I wanted to bring this up on the show on air. You're obviously you. You mentioned you have pictures of you with Gary V. Tell the people about the history of you and Gary V. Obviously, you guys have a little bit of a connection. Yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty small uh, sample size of hangouts for sure. But however, my fiance now her her dad is best friends with him. Damn, like the last they they did wine stuff together back in the day. Yeah, and her brother is like his right hand man. Like he's all over his Twitter. He does. Wherever Gary is, he is. So it's just just good people. And I was lucky enough to go meet him at the uh, – brought me to a Jets game. He's got some sick-ass seats, as you can imagine. <laughs> I mooched into there and got to meet him and everything. And just – just he's, he's a diehard Jets fan. I'll give you that. Is he a superstar when he's when he's walking around there? When he's walking yeah, around? people recognize him. It's like, yeah. it's like walking around with the Pope. Like, people recognize yeah. him. People ask for autographs. And he's, he's cool. Everybody takes pictures. He's He's – Seemed like a genuine guy a few times I've, I've, I've been around him. When, and when you, and when you're, obviously you said you were hanging out with him, does this guy just put everything on his fucking tab? Like, are you just ordering shit? And he's just like, I got that. I got you, bro. They didn't let me pay for the ticket, obviously. And the ticket, I mean, he's, he's the big dog, bro. He ain't sitting in the nosebleeds. He's sitting <laughs> at the fucking 50 yard line in the coach's box or whatever yeah, it's called. The yeah. Stadium, stadium club. Yeah. So we didn't pay for shit. It was all on the house. Sushi, fucking. You name it. You go underneath. It's the Jets do a good job over there. So, uh, I mean, he's, he's Gary Vee, man. He's a legend. He is a legend. And and obviously, I pump your tires a lot on this podcast. But let's go into this here. I mean, what's the biggest nuke you've ever given up in your career, and who was it to? Jeez, farthest. The uh, I can't think. I can't pronounce his name. The Yankees catcher, backup catcher, Kyle. Uh, I don't even uh, want to try to say his name. What does say, Kyle? Yeah, ball. Off me. Yeah, he's about. He's in the big leagues with the Yanks. Okay. I faced him in Double A, and he had a ball. At, we were in Akron, which is like a pitcher's park. It's our home stadium for Double A Cleveland. Yeah, Akron Rubber Ducks. Yeah, he he had a uh, ball that still hasn't landed. That, <laughs> that's for sure. I'm trying to think. I'll, I'll think of some others. I'm giving up. You're gonna give him up. I mean, you don't want the wall scraper. You know? Yeah, yeah. If you want to give him up, you want to have that neck brace pulled out for you. You want, you want and to look I, at. I hope they, they can pimp it all they want. I can give two shit. Kyle Higashioka. 
Okay, I don't know if I pronounced that right either. I might have butchered that. I I couldn't tell you. You won a championship with the Akron Rubber Ducks, right? Yeah, I was lucky, dude. I I was in uh, my first year in AA, we won the championship, and then 2019 AAA, we won the championship in uh, Columbus. How on a scale of one to ten, how blackout drunk did you get? Like, were you were you were you celebrating with the boys or what? No, dude, I'm not. I'm actually not. You'd be surprised. Some most guys aren't huge drinkers. Really. We were no, and we uh, try to think. And, oh no, you want to know why in the minor leagues that doesn't happen? You what? go home the second that season, you pop champagne <laughs> in the clubhouse like it's fun, like you have a beer or two, yeah. and you get the hell out of there, bro. Really? We finished the season in Trenton in Double A. Yeah. I'm like, fucking peace. I went home to Jersey that night. Damn. We were in Jersey. I drove an hour and a half. Everyone goes their separate ways. Damn. So it's just like a be- a slow pitch softball game. When the game ends, everyone goes home. Like, I, 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 that's what yeah, it pretty dude, much is. You understand. You just played 140, 150 games together. Yeah. Been together six months. Like, you've seen each other. You've had good times. You've, you've seen you've seen them enough. So you get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And all that. I mean, yeah, I guess. That's just kind of crazy. It's fun as hell when you pop champagne and, you know, you have all that. Do you still have the ring? Is that something you kind of flex around or what? Nah, if you're flexing a double A ring, at the I, bar, uh, okay. This is this is where we differ because if that was me, I would wear that wherever the fuck I'd go. I'd be wearing you wear that. Ju- you wear your JUCO class ring. No, I don't. I don't wear that shit. I don't think I even got one. I, I don't think we. I've never won anything in my life. So. I have the ring somewhere. I got the triple A one's nice. They, they did a good job, Cleveland. So you, so I mean, yeah. You, do you wait? Was 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 Shane Bieber and all those guys on that team with you? No, he wasn't there. He was in the big leagues in triple A. Oh, I was in triple A with. Uh, James Hoyt was there. I mean, Bieber probably got a ring, but I mean, what does he care about? Yeah, he, he probably threw that shit out. That shit's probably on eBay yeah, right it's, now. It's good. You don't need the eBay money. Yeah. No, Bieber's another guy. He's the best. He's an awesome guy. He's nasty, bro. He's so good, dude. Yeah, he's, you could. I don't think you could find him. He's the type of person. This is how you describe Bieber. There's not many people I'd say this about. He's the type of person you would allow like to date your sister. Yeah. Like He's the fucking nicest most down earth, like just a good. And he's low key a man missile. Like he's a good looking dude too. Like he's tall. He's yeah, yoked. Okay. Yeah, he just throws gas. He's a stud. He's a stud. He's, a stud. he's, he's a... that guy that I probably hated as a kid. Like I was just like, I hate you because you're gonna go to the league. You're tall. You throw gas, and I'm over here like five ten, can barely hit, and I just finesse the JUCO scholarship. And we have this guy. Hey, it's good, man. Everyone's got their own road, dude. It's he's one of those. Who would you say is one guy you played with that is just like. When when he's in the lineup, the females are showing up. The ladies, man. Um, Bradley Zimmer was a, Zimmer was a, uh, a fan favorite for sure. Jesus Christ! You know Bradley Zimmer. Yeah, he's 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 got a he's got a girlfriend or fiance now. But back back in 2015, 2016, he was he's a good looking cat. Yeah, he's a good looking. Sell out some seats for sure. He's yeah, he 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 put some ass in the seats. And we had Glasnow on, and I told him, I told Tyler Glasnow, I said, I want to do some sort of figuring out here just if the tent a female attendance rises when you're on the bump like major league baseball you want to grow the game you show in the pregame when the when the analysts are talking they're like you know just tyler glass now on the mound right now just the female population went up 20 percent. like it's pretty much a club in here and they're only allowing females in at tropicana That's field a good, you gotta get mlb to put that algorithm <laughs> I'll, I'll figure something out they got a really and i said and i even said that with boba shet we obviously didn't have him on but when he's and i was about to do this when i was about to look up the statistics of toronto pregnancies from when boba shet started in the league 
to now. Like I was about to see like, okay, so when Boba Shek got drafted here, our Toronto females getting a little bit, they, they get going a little bit more, watch them on the TV. They, they get impregnated. Like I wanted to do that background. I wanted to see. And you I, have a crazy fucking mind. I was, yeah, dude. Like I said, one of a kind. One of, I'll pump my tires. One of a kind kind of dude. But, dude, and, and, and I always talk about minor leagues. I fucking love the minor leagues. I love the promotions they do, the dollar beer night, the strikeout hitter, the whatever, all that stuff. What was your favorite kind of promotion that you've seen in minor league baseball where it's like, oh, this is all, this will only happen in the minors, man? One of the weird ones was, uh, I think it was in, I think it was in Richmond where like they have a fan stand on the dugout. Right. And it's like the in-between innings and you guess the first mile an hour of the next pitch. <laughs> so it's always like awkward if you're on the mound. It's like, fuck, like this, this, you know, you know, four year old just said the next pitch is going to be like 94. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, I better reach back and hit 94 on this. one. <laughs> I think it was Richmond. So like shit like that, like, you hear all that stuff. Anyone who tells you otherwise. Is a I love it. I love it because, and we've had stories with Jay's guys where, when they were playing in Lansing, they would have sorority night. So the guys on the Blue Jays would just be just they they would do their hair pregame. They would throw balls with their numbers on it. To the yeah, broadcast. guys do that. Yeah, guys do all that. That's shit. electric. I love that. Like that's what that's how you really even baseball. It's a I, long season, bro. Yeah, exactly. And those stories are yeah, those fun, stories man. are incredible. I love hearing that shit when like when he told me that like the Michigan State sorority night and they, the, all the girls show up. Like that's electric shit. That's stuff that you don't really hear about, man. Uh, the dollar beer night too is also incredible. When they have dollar beer night, the fans. Yeah, no, are... we had that. We there's, there's a bunch of those. Every stadium does shit like that. Yeah. Are you see? Do you see that in Akron? Fans come out though. Yeah, because they want to get. It's they want to get after the greatest it. promo. Yeah, they just get hammered and the, you know, what? it's good baseball, man. It's Ten bucks for a ticket, probably whatever it yeah. is. Did you it's get no brainer? Did you get roasted a couple times? Like where fans coming at you? Like have you gotten any yeah, funny yeah, chirps? Man. I've gotten some really bad ones. Just like people are fucking assholes. Like yeah. there's people, there's always an asshole in the stands that gets too drunk and you know says stupid shit. But I'm trying to think where. I don't have like a pinpoint story, but I've had some 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 pretty bad uh, bad people say some messed up shit. Like are are you talking like is it like you this is like cancel culture shit that they say to you or is it just like funny funny chirps that they say to you no funny chirps are awesome I okay love them guys like shit like that it's, it's it's good for the game you know make it on a highlight reel whatever yeah just don't get personal don't get you know don't don't get religion involved or shit yeah like that. no i respect them just I... Shit you don't say you know and yeah you got to respect it, the it, funny it, chirps they would never they would yeah they, yeah funny chirps are great are you kidding me i'm not something <laughs> <laughs> some, some soft some soft guy you yeah. gotta uh you gotta be able to wear it a little bit but just don't get personal don't get personal to the point of like like i said religion and shit like yeah. that it's like that shit's off limits who who gets it the worst that you've ever played with because clint frazier probably got a pretty good amount because he was a first round draft pick he was a first rounder he was a first rounder he's obviously a little bit more noticeable on the field with his stature and his hair and all that so he probably got some some he probably got it people were in his ear a lot probably man Clint got it bad. When he was younger, he, he didn't handle it too well. He would, like, kind of chirp back. Damn. I love that shit, in 20, though. 2015, I mean, he was, like, he was pretty damn famous for a guy. And, you know, we were in high A. Yeah. And, like, we've done nothing with our careers. We were just 19, 20 years old. Like, he wasn't in the big leagues yet. He wasn't, like – and people, like, recognized him. We'd go out to eat, and, like, there would be fans, like, lined up. We went to Applebee's in uh, – I think this is in double A. We had the Applebee's and like we had to call the cops because like people were waiting outside and like 
following us to the hotel. We had to walk everywhere. Yeah, you know, there's no Ubers and cars and shit. I didn't follow him behind cars. Are you serious? I'm serious. I want to say we were in, I think we were in Altoona. The Altoona Curve. Altoona, yeah, Altoona or Reddit. Yeah. And we had to, Clint had to call the police. And, And there's a video on YouTube of him, like, a fan telling him off and, like, Clint saying, like, you know, go after yourself or something stupid. Damn. And we got yeah, it was it was sketch. Like it was just like, come on, man. Like he's not gonna sign for five thousand autographs. Like yeah. He'll sign like he was always cool. Like he'd sign for kids and shit, but you're not gonna sign your forty seventh card. Dude, no, that is that is true. I mean, and he and when you're a first round draft pick, like especially a guy of his stature, and he was so hyped, dude. I remember he was so talked about during that draft and everyone was pumping this guy's tires. Did he have a little bit of an ego when he came in there, man? I mean, because obviously you're playing low way. Yeah, 100%. He'd be the first one to tell you he had a big ego when he first got traded. I mean, I wasn't there when he first got traded. I was there the next year when I got traded. But, I mean, he's a lot of guys have that, and it's – it's. I don't want to say misconstrued by the media, but it's just you don't see them in the clubhouse. You don't see how they interact with their teammates. He's always been a good dude. For sure. A well-meaning person. For sure. But he's not great with the media. So the media, you know how it is. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's the nature of the beast. He, she, in my opinion, he, he could be a little bit better with the media, but I think he's gotten much better over the years. And he was also 19. And, and I mean, I think he was drafted at 17. So it's like, they're still kids, man. Dude, yeah. And I don't understand the media because obviously there's some guys that aren't good with it. But could you imagine like a regular guy having a bad day at his job and someone comes up to you with his camera and a microphone and just tells you, dude, like, how was your day? Like, that's fucked. Like, see, that's the shit that I don't... Yeah, no. Dude, let me tell you, the media gets a terrible rap, and they, they do a great job, especially the people I got to work with in St. Louis and Cleveland. They they want to get the facts, tell the story. And yeah. They've been awesome. So, like, 99% of the media is money. Like, they just you never, the you've never played in Toronto, bro. You don't know... I'm telling you, it's 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 bad no, here, bro. Everyone says it's bad here, bad there. Yeah. You know, in this day and age, it's always the media's fault, but... I don't know. I think the, the majority of the media wants to do the job the right way. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. A couple more things, though. What What do you do for fun, though, bro? Like, are you a golf guy? Like, what, what are you firing in your off days? Yeah, I, I got into golf this offseason. It's fucking freezing here now, yeah. but got snow today. But during the quarantine and all that, we were in. Uh, we were golf. Golf was open, thankfully. Yeah. For for majority of it, at least. So we would go out. Me and my buddy Vinny, we would go out play eighteen all the time. Yeah. I love golf. Played some Fortnite. Fiance and I cook a bunch. She's making dinner right now, so it's, it's got to end soon. But I'm starving. Though. <laughs> we got a we got a dog, so that takes up a lot of our time. Yeah. But we went to the park today. We do just you know everyday shit and just try to make the most of it. Yeah. And what would you say your top three favorite things are? One, um, like playing good in golf. Two blowing a fastball or just buckling a guy on a pitch or three putting random dudes on Twitter in body bags. Like what would you say is your top three shit? Because your Twitter's electric I, people. I got, yeah, no, I've been a little more uh, talkative, especially with, with how the world is these last couple yeah. months and years. So I, I try to speak out a little bit more. I said, what's the point of holding back at this rate? But I, I find some, uh, some people on Twitter have, have some big mouths. They do. And I wish I wish I was more talkative when I got traded because I sucked at first when I first got to Cleveland. Yeah. So I was getting shit on by fans. Really? Like where they were? They were... Yeah. And St. Louis fans weren't exactly uh, receptive of the trade at first. Really? Okay. Let me search Rob Kaminsky on Twitter. 
I mean, you'd have to go back five years. Yeah, no, I, I'm just going to search Rob Kaminsky keyword, and then I'm just going to search Rob Kaminsky sucks or, sucks or Rob Kaminsky terrible. Um, I'm just happy Rob Kaminsky sucks. Sean Gritchdorf tweeted this. <laughs> Maybe I'll go on later and give him a little. So yeah, Rob Kaminsky sucks. This guy, and you go, you know what? I'm I'm going to quote this. You got to give credit to this guy because this guy is consistent. He tweeted this in 2016 on April 26th. He tweeted, Rob Kaminsky sucks. And then in 2019, on April 28th, he tweeted, Rob Kaminsky. I'm just happy Rob Kaminsky sucks. So you got to tip your cap to those guys staying with it. Yeah, I absolutely respect the hate. Yeah, no, listen, as long as it's shit like that, I have no problem with it. You can voice your opinion all you want. Well, sir, I just wanted to search that, see what the see what the move yeah, was. That's a part of fanhood, bro. Yeah. I'm sure I said some stupid shit on Twitter when you know Knicks made dumb trades when I was in high For school sure. or something. For sure. And I, I love holding people. To, I've grown up a bunch though. And I tweeted actually, I actually got old takes exposed on Twitter I was just roasting Dodgers fans when the Braves went up three one in the series. And I was like putting guys in body bags on Twitter and they would come back and win the championship. So, I, I mean, I got all takes exposed a couple times on that. Yeah, you got to wear that. Yeah, so you got to tip your cap to that, man. But this is the last thing here. I mean, obviously, we're going into that into this season and all that kind of stuff. Do you kind of have specific goals and just any like specific goals going into this year or like obviously getting signed? But what would you say would be a main thing for you? Is it like speed on a fastball or just strikeout rates? What is it? Yeah, no, I had all those goals in, uh, you know, you most guys just write them up at the end of the season, you know, take a day or two, figure out what you need to work on, talk to people you trust, and, you know, then, you know, day three, put together a plan with your trainer, your pitching guy, all that, all that stuff, and analytics. So I had numerous goals, boring stuff from the average fan with, you know, spin yeah. rate and all that stuff. But one of the bigger goals is obviously get back to the big leagues as soon as possible and stay in the big leagues as long as possible. So you got to do something every day to, you know, you know, chase that and attain it. So that's, that's where I'm at now. For sure. And I, I forgot to mention this, because uh, obviously you made your debut this year. What's kind of the biggest uh, adjustment you would say off the field becoming a big leaguer? Would you say it's the private jets? Would you say it's the clubbies like getting dip whenever the hell you want? Like that's a couple things that I'm just saying is my dream. What would you say would be the biggest? What would you say was the biggest kind of this is the show? I mean, there's just the whole lifestyle is pretty nuts, man. Like it was uh, being in the minor league seven, eight, seven or eight years and getting to the big leagues is kind of like, holy shit. Like this is, this is it. <laughs> this is, Hell this yes. is lead. Yes, dude. I mean, the hotels, the, the, the clubbies are unbelievable. Especially the St. Louis guys are like heaven sent. Like you need some bang, it's there. Yeah. Like they read your mind essentially. And it was cool because like, I'm like, you know, me and the five other, six other rookies, are, like last on the totem pole in theory. Yeah. But you get treated great. Like, they just treat you great. Sending your jerseys out to the years. Some guys, some teams don't do shit like that. Just good people, man. You have your jerseys? So I was lucky. You have all your jerseys with you and shit? Yeah, they gave me one. They gave, they gave me one of each. Yeah. Damn, so you're living the dream. You you got it all figured out, man. I mean, I and like I said, bro, I'm obviously rooting for you. I'm excited to see what you do. Obviously, it's a little bit going to be a little bit different. You don't know where you're playing and all that stuff. But obviously, I think I think that one nine three ERA speaks for itself, bro. I think I think you have a bright future coming up here. And and it was a pleasure to have you on, bro. You're an electric dude, and you're one of those guests that's more a little bit outspoken. You'll say shit, and that's that's what I respect. You're, you you put your balls on the table. You got to keep it real, man. I appreciate you having me. I look forward to being back on. 
Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you. Mm-hmm.